Welcome to the year of no procrastination. This year, I'm challenging myself to be more intentional with stepping into my greatness. And that means pushing past the fear of what it takes to get to the other side. That fear that shows up as procrastination. Many of us are our own worst enemies when it comes to what we can accomplish in this life as we find all types of ways to talk ourselves out of things that could truly benefit us. Take a moment to think about it. Even pause this and come back if you need to. Where would you be if you didn't get in your own way? If you moved within spaces with more of your gut and less with your doubt? So to start this episode, I'd love for us to meditate on saying yes to our greatness and no to procrastination. When you inhale with me, I want you to imagine something you'd like to accomplish this year. And when you exhale, exhale with the confidence that you know will accomplish it without procrastinating. Put this assuredness into the universe. And here we go. Inhale deep with me. Inhale once more. And one last time. Beautiful job, Miss Fitz. This won't be easy for many of us. We have to be honest about that. But rarely does greatness exist on the other side of easy. You've got this. We've got this. So, are you ready for the first episode of the new year? Well then, let's get healed. Revolution Multimedia LLC presents The Healing Space, a black and queer mental health podcast created to show the world there is more than one way to heal. I am your host, Sensei Raven Akundayo, CLC. Happy New Year, Misfit Universe. What's up? (laughs) Yes, I know. We're already in February and some of you who are listening may be like, Sensei, you're a month behind. However... We haven't been together since September of last year, 
And one thing I can promise is that 2022 will be the last time you'll get so few episodes of THS Podcast. That's actually a great way to flow into the check-in. So 2022 saw a lot of change in my life. I moved from Atlanta to Washington, D.C. and went from working in mental health to public health. I went through the pains of my partner and I living in two different states and making sure we keep our foundation strong, even with distance. And my mental health also took a major nosedive. But with that, we also look to the positive. I'm closer to my family being back in the DMV. I'm also closer to most of my best friends. My new job has provided me an opportunity to teach yoga to communities that need it, and I've started working out again and focusing on my own personal yoga practice. I've lost 20 pounds in the last four months as well. My mental health journey will be with me for the rest of my life, but I'm doing my best to keep positive and healthy. More importantly, I'm remembering to maintain balance. Not every day will be positive and happy, But as long as I don't decide to live in the darker moments, I'll be okay. So here I am, in a new year, and closer to celebrating one year of living back in the DMV. I figured Black History Month was a great time to bring back your favorite black and queer mental health podcast. (laughs) I'm happy to welcome four awesome-tastic spirits to the show this week. First, you'll hear my conversation with Coach Christopher. Longtime listeners of the podcast will remember him as CPD or Christopher George from a previous episode of the podcast. He's in a new chapter of his life now. He's a life coach as well. So there's going to be a lot of gems to pick up during our conversation. You'll also hear from Josh Jenkins and Mike Ward of Black Gay Stuck at Home. All of y'all familiar with our BGSAH family. (laughs) These brothers are celebrating three years of screenings this year. We discuss what they've been through and where they're going with their creation. It's a creation that has brought joy to so many people in our community and beyond. And last but absolutely not least, you'll hear from therapist Araya Baker who has officially joined the Healing Space podcast as our resident therapist, and he'll be contributing every episode to The Couch. I want to quickly remind everyone that chapter times are in the description, as this is a jam-packed episode. So, let's get to it. Check out my conversation right now with Coach Christopher, not only here in audio form, but you can also check out the video on YouTube. Yes. YouTube. (laughs) Me and that dramatic pause. It's been a minute since we've had videos on YouTube. So to be able to bring you all this conversation, it it makes me pretty happy. And I want that to be something that we do going forward. So I'm going to put that on myself to make that happen and to flow forward. You know, this is the year of no procrastination. So we're going to make it happen. (laughs) All right, misfits. Enjoy. Welcome back, Misfit Universe. Okay, so as you all know, I very rarely get excited, but I can say that I am excited for this conversation about healing through self-care with a dear friend of mine. And the reason why I'm excited is because I am able to call him a new title. 
There's a journey that he is on that has made us family in a totally different way, and that is Life Coach Family. Misfit Universe, please welcome back my dear friend, Coach Christopher. Mmm, yeah. <laughs> That felt good. I got to give you the Oprah high five. There you go. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Absolutely. That was my first time I think I've heard that come from someone external. Really? To me. Yeah. How did it feel? It felt reassuring. Come on. It felt reassuring. Come on. And it felt right. Yes. When you yeah. said it to me earlier, the funny thing is, is that in my mind i had already had i planned to have a conversation between two life coaches but for me i was going off of your manifestation i didn't know you had already been through the certification i mean that sounds right <laughs> <laughs> that sounds right i was operating out of what i assumed was what you were manifesting so you know so it's like with you telling me that you've been on the journey already i'm like come on you That's know what, what I'm talking it about. has been manifesting for a very long time what prevented me from getting to this particular place was me not validating and having confidence in what I had to offer to the world mm -hmm. and, for, and to people. And so um, I've gone through some heavy life changes over the past year that have helped me to recognize the value of what I do give. And yeah. so now I can confidently say, Coach Christopher, come on. There we go. Yeah. With your whole chest. Whole chest. Yes. <laughs> I'm actually keeping the chest down a little bit. Just because, you know, the Lord said he's supposed to be humble. <laughs> so I'd like to do that. <laughs> so before we get into, and I mean, I say before we get into, but it could, you know, coincide the whole idea of self-care and how we show up for ourselves. I wanted to ask you, what was the journey like? Like what woke you up to realizing, you know, because of course that seed was already in you. What allowed it to grow for you to understand that this was the next journey, the proper trajectory for your journey? <clears throat> this is a 30-minute show? <laughs> yes, our conversation okay. is 30 minutes. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> um, he said, baby, how much time do you have? Because I, I can really unravel this. <clears throat> um, to be succinct about it, I have... Man, uh, uh, like a lot of people, I was raised by a single mother. Yeah. Uh, six sisters. I'm coming from very humble beginnings, indigent neighborhood, and um, I was very conscious very young mm. and very aware of it very young. And while that is a great thing, it also comes with the challenge of you are viscerally aware of your thoughts and feelings. Come on. And a lot of times the people in your external, your immediate family, don't have the tools and resources to nurture that. Speak. They don't know how to validate that and so when you do have that particular tool and you're communicating your thoughts and your feelings and you're recognizing things because they don't have the tools to validate it mm -hmm. it's you might be crazy right it's you you doing too much you're acting like a a b and z right and uh for a long time for more <clears throat> than i'd like to say decades yeah i either believed or questioned Absolutely. And um, I, in this past year, have shed two high-paying jobs. Mm -hmm. I have shed some people that I thought were going to be in my life forever who are no longer. Come on. Um, so some really difficult decisions and all voluntary. Yeah. And all necessary. And um, those things have created an openness and a clarity in my mind that have allowed me to see myself better. Yes. And 
I have been able to get more aligned with my identity, who I am, what I have to offer. And um, yeah, that's why I, I'm here to be coach. Right. <laughs> yes. So yeah, that's, that's where I am. So as far as the topic of self-care, in this journey of becoming certified and understanding that this is the journey for you to be on right now, mm -hmm. how does that show up with your self-care? And I ask that in the sense of what does it look like to acknowledge and understand that you are a healer, you know? So in knowing that, because and I could go a little deeper into my question. So in knowing that and understanding you're operating out of life coach, out of healer, these are instances where we are being dumped on a lot by others, you know? Yeah. And even before we had this title of life coach that was happening to us, people confiding in us, sure. sharing their deepest feelings, things of that nature. So now that you understand, you can put a title to it. This yeah. is who I am. This is what I'm walking in, yeah. you know? And I'm putting it out there for others to know now. How do you show up for yourself as far as self-care in doing this work? You know, I actually have always been really good at self-care. Mm -hmm. Before self-care became the word self-care, right. I was caring for self. <laughs> but let me tell you what the problem was. Yeah. When I was doing self-care 10, 20, 30 years ago, it was selfish. Woo! Rude. Uncaring. Unloving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rash. Direct. And I thought and felt and still hear making the choices that make me feel good in here. Yeah. And in here, despite the discomfort it gives you, that's see, that's the pause. <laughs> that that's the that's the pause. Baby. That's where folks get, <laughs> get all fucked up. Right. See, despite the comfort. Right. The discomfort that me making a choice to give this yes. and this piece, your discomfort, yes. your comfort is secondary. Right. Love you. Love you. Absolutely. Love you. But I got to get this full and not kind of and just okay. Come on. It has to be runneth over. Come on. And then next, what can I do for you? And I think one of the biggest misconceptions of love yeah. and self-care is people think that love means I put your comfort, your needs, your value, yeah. your experience before, before mine. mine. And that's what moms do. And that's what dads do. And that's what husbands do. No, 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 come no, on. No, 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 Come on. I am going to fill this up, make it full yeah, and comfortable. Yeah, and not yeah. just making it. Yes. That's the thing. Not just, all right, I'm all right. No, this is a celebration first. Yes. And then if I got some extra cupcakes and streamers. Right. What's up? <laughs> so, you know, I've done that for a very long time. I, I was, <clears throat> I lived a long, long time. I was single a long time. I self-sustained a long time. Yeah. I became an adult and moved out very early. Mm -hmm. And I learned how to make sure Christopher is at all yeah. given times i manage and adapt to change quickly mm -hmm. um you know disruptions people don't want to do it anymore cool, cool yeah cool keep rolling but this this is gonna be good yes there was something very important that i learned last year and please forgive me for the person who shared it with me it is completely um i'm at a loss to remember who it was right now but the gym was important the gym was important and we were talking about Filling yourself back up, 
You know, after you've been dumped into and you have to dump out what it is they put on you and you're depleted yourself, yeah. having to fill up your joy tank again. Yeah. Somebody said something very special to me, which was you are not supposed to be giving them what it is that you have inside of your cup. You're supposed to be giving them the overflow. Yeah, the extra. And I was like, whoo, I never thought about that before. And not just overflow. Mm-hmm. You, because in my, my cappuccino cup, the yeah. foam on top is mine too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> When I say overflow, it's the stuff that's dripping on the sauce. There we go. Yes. And, you know, fortunately enough, I'm somebody that has a lot of overflow. <laughs> so I, I got love to give. I, I, I love on booth thing. I love, I got a, a puppy. I got parents. I got all types of people around. And, you know, hopefully they are, you know, satisfied and happy and content with yeah. my overflow. But if not, you know, we can have a discussion. But you, me giving you some of what's in there, I, that's right. just not available. <laughs> This is just mine. And to be honest with you, that's the reason why, you know, because I've had several conversations over the last couple of years of people asking me as far as what it is that I do, who've watched the journey, who knew where I was and then where I am now. And they're like, you know, do you ever plan to do this again? Do you ever plan to do that again? And I said, the reason why I had to pull back is that I started to get to the point where my cup was starting to get to the point where I was getting very, very low. Yep. Because I had depleted my overflow. Yes. It was just constant giving, giving, giving. Not a lot of being poured back into, you know. Yeah. And that's where the pullback happened. The pullback came because it was like, okay, pause. I'm exhausted. And then that begins to work on your mental health. Absolutely. You know? And I'm like, I am not showing up as my best self, not only for others, but absolutely not for me. And I finally had to say to myself, you have built up something that is a brand of yours that people know you by. Mm -hmm. You can step back now and you can be sure no matter when you come back, that brand will hold, you know? Absolutely. And so that's the reason why The Healing Space last year only had two episodes. Two out of the entire year. I've never done that since I first created the podcast. But you needed to. I needed to, you yeah. know? And, and it's, it's also a demonstration. Yes. You know, life is not always going to be even, it, it will not. And sometimes the best teaching, the best learning is Watch how coach demonstrates what a valley looks what, like. Yes. You know, don't always talk to me from the mountaintop. Now. Come on. When it's time to, to roll on down and yeah. them, them rocking rocks down there, then what do you do? Then what do you do? You know, can you yeah. show us what that looks like? And so when you pull back, I am showing you what it looks like to take care of myself. And here's, let, let me give you a little gem for yes. free. I'm, I'm, this is for the misfits and anybody else listening. This Come is on. free. When you pull back, mm -hmm. everybody, when you pull back and decide to make some choices to fill your tank back up, mm. when you lose, because you will, mm. when you lose followers, mm -hmm. when you lose that real good friends, mm -hmm. when you lose that job, when you lose inevitably, yeah. you're going to lose something because people are attached to the version of you they know. Absolutely. So when you modify that, mm -hmm. and I don't, I'm not able to go out this Saturday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't go on the girls or boys trip. Yeah. I can't answer your phone call every day like I used to. Uh-huh. They're going to get in there. Uh, uh, Absolutely. You ain't making me feel enough. There we go. There we go. You're not making me, me feel, feel enough. enough. <laughs> Come on. And here's the thing. One, for person who is pulling back, your job is to not care. Come on. Because I need the care for me. I need the care for me. I'm filling this up. 
what you are going through in your body has to be your responsibility. That's step number one. And then step number two, as you become who you need to become for you, Mm -hmm. this me that I am being for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If this is not working for you, you, then you were never really mine. Child. <laughs> if who I am now for Christopher makes Christopher feel filled up. Yeah. Now causes you uh-huh. to not be in my life because I had to remove this person. Right. Oh, you were never mine. You were never. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if now I come to work and I don't, you know, participate in the drinking games and the commiseration with everybody, yeah. and now y'all feeling standoffish, you were never really yeah. my friend. And I'm okay with that. And I'm okay, okay with that. That, that. Fact. And and that's something that people battle with a lot is understanding. <clears throat> and I say this, you know, as someone who in the past when I was younger experienced this as well, you know. Letting go and understanding that chapters end, you know. That's something that people battle with a lot. Yeah, not me. And for me... <laughs> For For me, I look at people, and I even talk about this when it comes to death, you know. When people pass, people always talk about how could you do this to me, you know. And it's like, no, I need you here. Please don't go. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking like, do you understand how selfish that is, you know? This is their journey. This is their story that's being told. And you want them around. Now, I understand you believe you're operating just out of love. But you're operating out of selfishness. Yeah. This is about you. You see how that love word gets real manipulative? Yes. Yeah. And actually what that is, I want to reframe what you said a little bit for more people to understand what you are actually saying here. What happens is, and we're human beings. I'm not saying you should not have these natural emotions and feelings. Absolutely. start common. When you lose something, You lose someone to death, Mm -hmm. you lose that job, you lose that relationship, and you lament Mm -hmm. the fact that this is no longer. Yes. If you are struggling with the fact that that thing is no longer there in the sense of, how could you do this to me? Yes. How could you leave me? How could you not be my friend anymore? I lost VP of sales and I don't have that title anymore. Who am I? Yeah. You are over attached. You over identified with that role and mm-hmm. you use that person to fill you up versus you filling up. You filling, yeah. Because your job title, your title as best friend, yeah. your title as brother or sister, your title as mother and father. Yeah. When I strip all those things away, or when the universe or God, not me. Right. When those things, <laughs> when those things are taken off of you, then who are you? Yeah. Are you just going to burst into pieces? (laughs) Who are you? And that person, that's why when I talk to clients, I always say, I'm talking to you, the person. I'm not talking to you, mother, father, sister, brother, cousin. No. Absolutely. I'm talking to you. Yes. Do you know that person? Right. And you would, I'm sure, well, you know. Right. (laughs) The blankness that comes up for people of... I've never even addressed. I never that even. Yeah. I, I don't even Didn't know even who you're talking to... about. Hello. <laughs> because who I am is all of these people. Absolutely. And I am made up of these titles of who I'm supposed to and be. And everything out there. Nothing yes. In here, nothing in here. Which is why you fall apart. Yes. When they start leaving. If I'm not this to you, who am who I? Am I? So when I have somebody leave, mm-hmm. or I show them an exit. Yeah. 
I'm I'm good. Yeah. I'm that doesn't mean my feelings aren't hurt. Right. That does right. not mean I'm not saddened that I don't have that experience anymore. But I didn't stop cultivating my own personal relationship in the midst of my relationship with you. I never. Come on. So. <laughs> <laughs> What else is going on? <laughs> so if you could speak to the Misfit Universe really quick about a challenging experience you've had over the last couple of years. I like to talk to people about, you know, where they found themselves in the midst of the pandemic. Because for a lot of us, we were able to see sides of us we may have not even known before. Or we may have been able to see truly the strength of character and who we are because of what we had to pull through. So what is it that you went through during the course of the last couple of years? Oh my gosh, so many changes. Mm -hmm. and, and you know, when I talk, I'm going to skirt over some things and, and talk about them very cavalierly. Yeah. But again my positioning and how i see the world and life experience is a bit different from a lot mm -hmm. when things get tough mm -hmm. i actually get a little excited mm -hmm. when things are like hmm, uncertain or that thing ended i lost my job yeah you lost a relationship that's my testing ground yeah that's the hmm it's a new christopher in here somewhere. Mm -hmm. and so i don't dread i can't believe i'm here and right. i think that's a big part of why people have a hard time adapting you don't want to accept the circumstance yeah i get to acceptance asap mm -hmm. job is over friend is gone relationship is over money is lost blah 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 you just lean Perfect. into the got here yeah now what yeah and um i had that a lot from the pandemic my life changed significantly um at the beginning of the pandemic moved in with the love of my life mm -hmm. had never lived with somebody before <laughs> i got two new high powered high paying high demanding jobs mm -hmm. i moved from atlanta to dc it was a lot of change yeah now stuck in the house gaining weight is a lot of <sighs> right <laughs> um, but i took all of that to really stay hungry too what what where's my alignment here absolutely where where am i and it's a it's a lot of rough patches a yeah. lot of things just don't feel good yeah and i stay very curious with myself mm. i don't know something don't feel right i don't know what it is yeah I, I can't put words on it and i gotta sit and stew about what did, uh, the smallest thing yeah it could be you know something somebody said to me a sound that I heard, why am I at home on a Saturday, but I'm not comfortable? Mm-hmm. What is that about? What is that about? And so, um, you know, I've learned to develop a healthy relationship with myself through struggle and challenge. And it's where I get, I know when the when the ashes are blown away, the, it's it's everything. Yeah. So I, I, I enjoy it to a degree. To a degree. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I just know it's something good on the end. Yeah. So I just walked through the valley. So what has the journey been like so far after you said it was July where it became certified, right? Mm -hmm. So in stepping into the life coach field, has there been anything that has come easier to you than you expected and some difficulties that you didn't foresee? <sighs> this is sound strange. Mm -hmm. But what's come easier to me is me. Interesting. Yeah. Dive a little I, bit further into I, I that. I will. I hadn't 
there's a massive story that is a whole nother podcast. That okay. To the, I'm not even going to go. So I'm, I'm going to bring you back for that conversation. That's another conversation okay. that has led me to this point. But Raven, as, as wild as you might think this sounds, up until about six months ago, there was a big part of me that questioned my sanity. Really? Yeah. Um, when I would say things to people or I would just be, I always reserved probably a 7% of space there that I could be crazy. Mm-hmm. Because what happened to me as I was a kid, I'd point out the very clear, obvious thing. Like, mother, you're not having a problem with me. You're having a problem with yourself. You're right. upset at work and you want to come and put it on yeah, me. And put my it mom on would me. tell me, no, I'm not. And chop my head off. Mm-hmm. And so I would maybe it is me yeah you know and i spent too much of my life yeah you know putting power in other people's perspective Mm. you know um for me to say to somebody i I feel like you're having a problem with me yeah and they're like no i don't right yeah you do yeah you do (laughs) And and now i don't I don't expend that 7% of questioning. Well, maybe I saw that wrong. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. Come on. You don't want to talk about it right now, which is fine. Which is fine, right. But you're not about to put it on me like I'm the crazy. Listen. And baby. Listen. Listen. (laughs) If I could have bought that from Target about 25 years ago, I would have paid top-notch dollar. So to answer your question about why I could talk a bit more clearly and a yeah. bit more confidently and what has been the biggest difference now yeah. is that I now know and validate me 100%. Used Come to be on. about 93%. Yeah. But now it's 100% where I don't let people make gas me question. You. Right. It's the motherfucking <laughs> gas <light>. Don't. <laughs> it, it's exactly. <clears throat> And it's not a thing anymore. Yeah. And so um, as I'm talking to people now and coaching others through, you know, their life's challenges, I can speak so much more confidently. Absolutely. Because I'm not questioning what my experience, my feeling, my energy, my everything has been. Yeah. And most people are not comfortable with themselves. Come on. Most people are not comfortable with communicating clearly. Come on. Most people are not comfortable being direct. Come on. Most people are not comfortable taking accountability. Speak. Those are all of my... Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, not to say I don't have space to work on things, but those are not things I shy away from. Absolutely. And so, um, you know, the biggest difference I see in myself professionally now and as I go about coaching others is me questioning whether this is the thing to say ain't the thing, ain't the thing. right it's gonna be said <laughs> <laughs> now what else is going on <laughs> So, okay, as we begin to close out the conversation, because, Lord, what you misfits don't realize is that we can go. We can go. If you have been privy to some of the conversations that we've had in the past over the phone, in person, we can talk. And there really isn't an end to how many different things we can talk about together. Seriously. Right. (laughs) Because this could be the actual episode. Like, no other segments. Just the two of us talking could be the whole episode, you know. So... For the Misfit Universe, especially those who may be looking for your services and things of that nature, what's coming up for you in 2023? Oh, baby. Gird your loins. (laughs) (laughs) Gather yourselves. It's a lot. And and it's so much. I mean, I'm surprising myself on a a daily basis. Um, If you're looking for me, I'm Christopher 
I'm, I'm Coach Christopher. Come on. You on, are. On everything. That's <laughs> Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, all those good things. And ChristopherTheCoach.com. Yeah. But um, I am working on my own YouTube series. Come on. A little summary. Yeah. You, you got the first piece of that. <laughs> I'm working on that. There will be a podcast down the line. Yes. Um, I am working with organizations on leadership training. Come on. You know, I see a huge gap. We all see a huge gap if you have a job. Right. (laughs) You see a huge gap on how can I be myself at work? Yes. And me being myself is not a problem. Right. The problem is, will you create space for me? Come on. Come on. That part right there. Yeah, so I like to work with organizations to create space for people's diverse identities. Yeah. And um, a lot of work cultures, you know, don't have space. But we got pocket A, B, and C. Mm-hmm. We're working on a pocket D. Right. <laughs> but I, let's open, let's not have the pockets anymore. Let's not have, let's just not have them. But, you know, that makes people uncomfortable. It right? does. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've been told. <laughs> So. But as as I think that you've made clear during this conversation, though, oftentimes, more often than not, we need to learn to lean into that uncomfortability. I don't know how you're on this planet <laughs> and not doing it. Come on. I heard, I get it. Uncomfortable is uncomfortable. Right. Right. But. The blessings are on the other side of that. They are on the other side. And to me. The disservice that you do of yourself Come to stay on. in that little cave over here because I don't want to say the uncomfortable thing. Yeah. I don't want to make him uncomfortable. You so concerned about everybody else's comfort. You overly concerned with your comfort, so you do nothing. So you do nothing. Listen. Your miserable relationship stays miserable. Come on. You're a job. You stay right there as receptionist. Mm-hmm. You know, your mama's going to still talk to you crazy because you don't want to make her uncomfortable. Right. You don't want to make your coworkers uncomfortable and you don't want to make yourself uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, so discomfort is our friend. Yes. Discomfort is our discomfort. friend. And you'll find as you lean into the discomfort, it's actually not as uncomfortable as you thought. Come on. But you you so scared of it. You won't even try. Listen, you already got the first episode of your podcast right there. Boom. <laughs> Teach the people. Listen. <laughs> I'm just coming out the gate. <laughs> so, Misfit Universe, we would like to thank Coach Christopher for being here on the podcast. Of course, now that he is on this new journey and because I am living, we're once again living in the same city. Because the very first time you all heard him, it was when we were both in Atlanta. Yeah. Wow. Times. Time. And now we are both in D.C. So he will, of course, be back on the podcast again. I am so thankful for you and happy for your new journey. I'm excited for what's to come for you. Thank you, friend. Y'all have heard me say excited a lot on this episode, and that is very rare. (laughs) I mean... So, all right, we are going to go, and we will be back with my conversation with Josh and Mike of Black A Second Home. We'll be right back. Welcome back, Misfit Universe. I am so happy to be joined by the creators of Black Gay Stuck at Home. All of you in the Misfit Universe are very familiar with them. They are family to the Healing Space podcast. Please welcome back Josh Jenkins and Michael Ward. Welcome back. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hi. (laughs) Hi. So it's been a little minute since you all have been on the Healing Space. So, and it can be either of you, Josh, Mike, just uh, give us an idea of what's been going on in the world of Black Gay Stuck at Home since last we all talked to you guys. 
Ooh, I mean, we have been, we we went all the way through 2022 and kept the screenings going. We are starting up for 2023 um, and have every intention to keep the screenings going into the year. Um, but now we're sort of in an interesting like conversation space where we're trying to sort of figure out how to actualize and realize a lot of other bigger ideas and dreams. But the anchor is that we're still doing these screenings every every other Friday. So um, we took a little bit of a break for the holidays and some restorative time. And um, so now we're like, let's jump back into this thing. Allow people to miss you all a bit. Yes. <laughs> and they and the folks have been emailing and been, and and sending messages on Instagram. They're like, so when is when is the retirement? When are you when are you all coming back? That's what Which I'm talking about. Because that was going to be my next question, because I'm sure you all have uh, BGSH loyalists. So my next question was going to be, do you guys have a lot of people who have been there from the very beginning in 2020 who are still a part of the BGSH family? Yeah, we do. The BGSH <laughs> fam. Yeah, that have been there and are like still using this as a means of community and connection wherever they may be in the world so it just i know i get on my emotional soapboxes during the screenings but it really does like warm my heart to to see these people now come you know every other screening and miss us and yeah. have been with us now as we go into like you know our third year in april so um everybody's part of the family now y'all with us what does it feel well i guess this is a two-part question one, what does it feel like to still be going so strong three years in? One, and did you all see yourselves going three years in in the very beginning when you started? Um, it's, it's really gratifying, I think, to know that you've made something that people want to return to. Because mm -hmm. we only, you know, the origin is that we wanted to do it one time. And so we, we are driven continually continually by the fact that people still want to come and so you know it's been interesting watching the world shape and shift in a way and being how i think i always imagined that we would be responsive but we wouldn't necessarily always be a permanent fixture but it's felt like there was a, a shift and a morphing of sorts from pandemic programming pandemic you know solution or you know uh almost like pandemic uh coping mechanism to mm -hmm. now like a community of folks who like sure look forward to like hanging out with michael and i but also have forged their own connections with each other outside of bgsah and follow each other on each other's socials and congratulate each other's you know achievements on facebook and all these other kinds of things so it's kind of become a a, a, a necessary part of some people's lives which is really um beautiful and uh, i think a real driver as to why like we can't really stop <laughs> even if like we are emotionally depleted or the world has you know uh, we still work our jobs and stuff so like sometimes we have to give ourselves grace and say it's okay to come back a little later because we need more time but we always still come back because we know that there's folks who need the space or desire the space just as much as we as we do absolutely absolutely so as you all come back to start off the new year what are you going to be providing the bgsh audience what are we going to see first when you guys come back 
or 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 is that something that's kind of under wrap right now? <laughs> no, we can tell you. <laughs> tell you some stuff. Um, I think as the people that have been following our social see that you know our first screening. Um, by the time that this comes out, will have happened. Um, you know, the gospel of Andre, um, commemorating the life of Andre Leon Talley will be our first screening that's up, which is very special. I mean, it's one year since he passed and it's something that's upbeat, that's light. Um, and there are a lot of moments, you know, in it. So we'll be, of course, continuing with the screenings and then we'll have our very first in-person event um in dc so the dmv fam folks come friends come on out so um that's something that we've been wanting to do for a very very long time is in-person um screenings because as the world changes you know people are back outside they ain't really yeah. black gates stuck at the house um <laughs> like, like they were during the pandemic so um this is really special to us we're working with anthony green out of dc of cage productions who is also Black Gay Second Home family. We've screened um, some of his films there. And so uh, we'll be hosting and as well, leading a discussion with community leaders around the short films. Um, so we're just looking forward to doing more things in person. Um, like a lot of people don't know, me and Josh have only officially now met one time um, in person in DC. So this is the first time that we're actually now working together. Um, again, and ironically, that was at Anthony Green's screening. So, you know, I just think that this is this is alignment. This is uh, what we're supposed to be doing. So looking for ways that we can move beyond the virtual space, um, working with Prides. I'll be back in D.C. for Pride. And of course, I'm here in Atlanta. Um, so just really seeing how we can become a part of that conversation when people have premieres and films coming out and want to have those Q&As that they think about Black Gay Stack at home. So if you know somebody, to know somebody, tell a friend to tell a friend, as I always say, because um, we're just, you know, looking forward to expand this thing um, beyond what it is right now. Well, that definitely makes the brother feel good that I'm in D.C. now. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely don't want to miss when this takes place with everybody in person, you know. Of course, being able to share space with the two of you, but also I get to meet the Bottle family. You know, I've yes. never, I've never met those brothers, so that'll yeah. be awesome too. So I'm really, really looking forward to that. So, okay, <clears throat> with this happening, this episode is going to be going up in February. Is there anything that you can tell us about what's going to be taking place in February of this year, or not quite yet? Not really. We're still sort of in an interesting, like how we program still feels really like, like, like um, responsive or kind of, uh, it's a, a smidge of freestyle up in there. Um, we're, we have an idea right now. So we're trying to sort of move through quarterly, like here's the full set of the schedule. Um, so we can sort of be able to forecast that. But, you know, we're waiting to hear like, confirmations because we also want to make these as rich of an experience as possible so you know we've had dips in things when it came to, when it comes to like q a's based on the films we've been able to share so in my head i feel like we i'm aiming for like can we have a q a for every single like uh screening but that requires so much you know outreach and being able to confront with filmmakers and actors and all these other kinds of things so yeah all that being said, I think like it's in the works and we sort of have an idea of what our schedule will be for the first quarter of the year, but we're waiting to hear the yeses from the right people to say, you know, we can say something's coming officially and we have someone who will come in to talk about it. 
Well, the good news is, is that funny enough, I said the good news, <laughs> good news, which <laughs> is the last segment that we have on the podcast. I won't be recording that until almost time for the episode to drop. So for anything, if for any reason, anything changes and you all do know by that time what it's going to be, I'll just mention it on good news so everyone could look out for it. Um, and also, Mike, it's about that time. We're going to need a new recording <laughs> to talk to the Misfit Universe. <laughs> the people want to hear my voice. <laughs> they will not let me live that down. I'm, <laughs> I'm working on it. So, okay, outside of BGSH, as we uh, begin to come to a close of this conversation, outside of BGSH, when it comes to your own personal lives, individually, what do you all have going on? I'll start with Josh first. Ooh, um, I am, oh, so much. So <laughs> the, the day job is still day jobbing. I made a year at my current organization, which has been a really interesting journey. And uh, I continue to sort of do the side hustle thing. I do a lot of freelance work um, with organizations uh, via graphic design or communication strategy work, et cetera. So like, I feel like I'm the plate is full, um, which is also a lesson I think in the BGSAH journey to sort of connect it back a little bit. It's just that, um, you know, I think we've been on, we've been on, uh, this platform talking for at least a couple a couple of years now about what's coming with BGSAH and whatever but like I've realized that we've with so much going on we have to sort of give give ourselves grace to be able to um, let the timeline flow and let the things happen as it needs to and we'll get to the goals we want to get to um, but right now it feels like life is so full that we have to um, prioritize and sometimes that means us figuring out the next steps for something like BGSAH just take a little longer. But yeah. um, I think we're now like in a lane where we're like, that's got to be part of our time now is figuring out those things because there's just so much opportunity. So I'm looking forward to that in 2023 in addition, in addition to all the other things. Absolutely. Absolutely. What about you, Mike? Yeah. You know, I'm glad I have my first therapy session of the year um, about <laughs> all the things that I have coming. But really, honestly, for me, like, the back half of 2022 is like a really hard year for me, just emotionally and personally, and really learning um, lessons around boundaries and saying no to a lot of things. Come on. Um, which is very hard for me because I have a lot of gifts and I want to make sure that I use them all before I leave this earth. But I think like the main thing that kind of like I've sat down with myself and like had to have the conversation is like before. Black Ace Tech at home, I was acting and that was the goal of me moving to Atlanta. It'll be 10 years this year of me living here in Atlanta. And it's the reason why I came here. So really leaning into that, I've been able to navigate better than I thought that I would be to still act and be on stage and virtual theater and voiceover work and do all of those things in between doing Black Ace Tech at home. And, you know, kind of using BGSAH to funnel into um, my work, but I really want to get back to that and really put my foot on people's necks to remind them because I think, you know, for me, outwardly looking, a lot of people like, I didn't know that you're an actor. I didn't know that you do that. I just know you from maybe um, CNP, the Revolutionary Health Show, which um, may come back this year as well. And so it's really me leaning back into the reason and my purpose and, and using my gifts in that way. So I'm challenging myself, you know, if 
there was no failure, if nobody told me no, if there was no rejection, what would I do? Would I still be scared to, you know, follow my dreams and follow my passions and, you know, stop worrying about if it's all going to work out? You know, things have worked out the way that they're supposed to work out and still, uh, you know, incorporating acting into what it is that I do. So really, really, really leaning into that and pushing myself to be the best that I can be in that field. So honestly, that's really just my goal of of anything this year is to continue to really push myself forward in acting. I'm alongside doing Black Gates Tech at home. Um, but this this time of rest has been amazing. And so getting to really lean back into that has been, like I say, kind of like my primary goal of coming into 2023. All the rest of the stuff that I'm gonna say yes to, I'm gonna just see how Mashenda feels and uh, what my spirit leads me to, but that's about it. Because, uh, yeah, I will load all of work up and be like, I'm going to do da 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 And um, I don't want to do that this year. You know, I just want to kind of, I want to stick to that goal of acting and BGSAH and whatever come, it comes. Call it in my life. Absolutely. Absolutely. And last question for the two of you. What will self-care look like for you in 2023? What will healing look like for you in 2023? And I see the both of you kind of thinking about it. So I won't say who's who. I'll just say the first person who can think of it and decide to speak up. Go ahead. <laughs> for me, self-care, I was thinking about this today. For me, self-care definitely looks like being still. Um, for me. And I think um, even with taking a, a social media break, it just felt really, really good. I know people are like, social media is a part of the lot. Yes, yes it is, it's, it's a part of our lives, but my relationship with it is different. You know, I think that I have, I'm coming back onto social media as of this weekend uh, with the return of Black Gay Stuck at Home, but, but using it in a way that feels good to me um, is, is a self-care for me. So social media breaks, um, it just felt good. I had so much more time. I had so much more time and I was able to go back into my routine of starting my day and not reaching for the phone um, or, or seeing what this notification or this comment or whatever that it is. So that's a part of self-care for me. Um, as well, self-care is definitely making sure that I go to the doctor. Um, and as a part of like my own challenge to myself of this year is just making sure that my body is in the best condition that it is, whether that's making sure, you know, with my diagnosis that I'm taking care of, STI screenings, um, I'm examining my relationship with alcohol at my doctor's orders as well too, and just really like leaning into that. So um, that's a part of it. And of course, still continuing with therapy, having a safe place to land. I told her yesterday, let's ramp these things up um, because I wanna have a safe place uh, of, of being able to be my truest self when nobody wants anything from me and I'm able to separate Michael Ward from the work, mm -hmm. the actor, the host, the, uh, you know, uh, all the rest of the things that I do to who I am at my core. Um, so that's self-care for me and leaning into the love of my family and my friends. Like, again, when I could just be me and then people that have known me for years and they don't need me to answer an email or, um, do anything and there's no cameras around, there's no pretense. I can just be myself and laugh and dance. And so I want to do more friend 
two dates. That's self-care um, for me. Masturbation is also self-care for me right now. Mm-hmm. And I will say, um, and I would say like rest, prioritizing rest again this year, prioritizing that time to just shut it all down, Absolutely. do nothing and just like, like good quality rest. That's hard for me. So all of those things. That, that last one. To hear you say that, my God. <laughs> Y'all know me. Y'all know me. It. Hey, I did a really good job of it these last few weeks. Y'all ain't I've seen I've been me. very proud. I popped out and I popped back in the house, okay? <laughs> I've been very proud of you, yes. <laughs> and what about you, Josh? Um, it sounds so like redundant, but maybe like it's worth saying again because uh, th- just the idea of saying no is really... It- just doesn't come naturally to me so i have to be intentional about it and letting the no also come with an explanation is a practice that i need to sort of pick up on because people need to know why you're saying no and uh how that you know for instance there's lots of things that come across the inbox and i'm like no i'm not going to do this or i want to say no i'm not going to do this but you also need to know that it's because i'm not being compensated for it or i'm not i don't feel like it's sort of values aligned or any of these other kinds of things so i'm trying to lean into like the no but like the no plus the stuff you know um i really i'm sorry i'm sorry for cutting you off but i I wanted to touch on that really quick i think that is so important because we are often, especially in our generation, we are taught that you can say no without giving a reason. You know, you see that all over social media and it's something that's seen as a positive. You know, no is a full sentence. But I love that you stated, there's going to be a reason behind it. And I think that that's something that we should talk about more. You mm-hmm. know, it, it's been said so often that you can say no to somebody and there doesn't need to be a follow up. And so many of us have been like, yes, and that empowers us. But it's also like you were saying, this is the reason why I'm saying no. And the reason why I'm saying no to you and informing you of this in the instance, as far as it goes with money, one, it'll show you to treat me differently in the future, but also it'll show you how to treat others in the future as well. If I just say no and move on, you'll never know the reason why you're operating incorrectly. You feel me? And there's a third part, like there's there's those two things that you just mentioned, right? Like the, the, the explanation is for the other person to know like, how to treat me and Mm -hmm. how to treat others but also the explanation ends up being sort of an affirmation for self as like Mm -hmm. why it's important for you to uh hold on to the value that you bring to the table and Mm -hmm. what saying no means in this context is just as important for me to understand and remind myself of as it is for me to make sure somebody else understands as well Mm -hmm. which doesn't it just doesn't come naturally to me. I think like imposter syndrome, all these kinds of things sort of creep in all the time, like varying, you know, relationships with self uh, confidence and, and all these other kinds of things. And so saying, no, I'm worth more money or I'm worth money here it, in most of my situations is yes, I want you to know that you gotta give me a coin, but I also know that I now know I deserve a coin. Yeah, I'm reminding yeah. myself I deserve that coin. It's like almost like mantra, like to be able to say no, <laughs> and here's why. Like I gotta believe it before I expect somebody else to. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Woo! Okay, okay. That's a great place to end it. Come on, speak to the people, speak to the people. Okay, so if they would like to be able to walk with you all on social media, of course, I'm sure most of the misfits already do, but just for those new listeners, if they want to walk with you guys, M-B-G-S-A-H, how would they go about doing that? Yeah, walk with me at Michael X Ward on the things, michaelxward.com and bgsah.com and underscore bgsah as well to stay updated on us. And you can find me at Josh Jinx on Twitter and Instagram. I don't touch Facebook like that anymore. It's a dangerous <laughs> territory. Uh, so, and joshuahenryjenkins.com if you want to, if you want to work with some coins. With some, with some coins, come on. <laughs> What's your budget? <laughs> Second email. Hello, how are you? Also, great. What's your budget? <laughs> Thank you both so, so much. I cannot wait to have you guys back on the show again to find out what's going on with you all and the world of BGSAH. Misfit Universe, we will be right back with the couch. We are back, Misfit Universe, and we are joined once again by everyone's favorite therapist, mine's and yours. <laughs> Misfit Universe, please welcome back Araya Baker. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I thank you for having me and inviting me. How are you, my dear friend? I'm good. I'm good. I started the new year off in a good space, and so I'm hoping that this energy continues. Absolutely. So how has your year started off? Like, I, I know you said, you know, mm. it's, it started off well, but as far as, is there any mm -hmm. more detail you can get into? Yeah, for sure. I feel like I have a clear sense of who I am and just like a sense of direction this year. I don't know. I can't explain it. I don't know what I can trace that back to, but it feels good. Um, it feels like I'm just in my stride in terms of um, what I want to pursue and like what I value, what I prioritize. And I feel like I'm going in the direction that feels like I'm meant to go in. That's Come meant on. for me. So. Come on. Yeah. I, I can say this. I can say this. I feel as though, and the conversations, funny enough, it, it just hit me as I'm about to say this to you. It just hit me that these conversations have only been with people mm -hmm. who mental health and wellness. So that's mm -hmm. interesting. But what I was going to say to you is that everyone who I've talked to have all felt the exact same way as you, including me. So mm -hmm. I'm not sure what the universe is conspiring for us, but it's been really good energy at the start of this. Mm -hmm. Like people, every conversation mm -hmm. I've had, people have felt more assured of themselves than they have in quite some time. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, this, and I was telling my partner, I was like, I mean, even though, you know, the uh, the pandemic is still a thing in a sense, you know, it's like we COVID mm -hmm. is still here. Um, I feel like we are allowing ourselves to try to finally be on the other side of that as far as letting mm -hmm. ourselves really live, live again, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking, I'm looking forward to that. So thank you for saying that, that the putting that energy and I definitely know the listeners being able to hear that. I know that'll make a difference because it's been a lot of doom and gloom. <laughs> and so, so yeah, to be about with, COVID. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to cut no. you off. 
Go to ahead. your point about COVID, I think that has really changed people's perspective on the amount of time we have to do what we need to do. And so for me, that clarifying energy feels like a sort of courage, like, well, I may not feel ready, I may not feel prepared, but like, shit, I don't know if I'm gonna have much more time to do it. So let me just go ahead and shoot my shot. And so it feels very clarifying and grounding and I'm, I'm thankful. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so let's go ahead and get to these questions. Once again, Misfit Universe, if you would like to send any questions into myself and Araya, you can do so at THS at revolutionmultimedia.com. You can look in the description for this episode to be able to see that email. And just go ahead and shoot those questions over to us. All right, so the first question is from Dorian, and I wanted to share that as well. If for any reason you don't want to use your actual name, you can use an alias as well. That is all good. Okay, so Dorian states, I was dating someone for eight months and I wanted to make it official. I told him that I didn't want anyone else and that I knew he was who I wanted to be with. I explained to him that I've been treated badly by men in the past and him agreeing to monogamy so soon was my way of knowing that he wouldn't be like them. He didn't reply to my texts and calls afterwards. I haven't heard from him and my, I haven't heard from him since and it's been two months. I'm not wrong for wanting to not be hurt, but my friends have all said that I do too much. What do you think? Mm. Thanks for sharing that, Dorian. Um, I feel like this is something that I've been thinking about a lot in terms of what happens when people merge and they have trauma histories that they have to negotiate. Mm, come on. And it's like, the older I get, the more likely it is that we both got trauma. <laughs> and so it's like, who's gonna give and who's gonna like relent and compromise? And um, I don't know, I think in this situation, it is not unreasonable to ask for monogamy or whatever relationship style arrangement you want, but also sort of knowing that that can be different, that's a different ask than asking not to be heard. Someone can have the capacity to be in an open relationship, a polyamorous relationship that is ethical, that is trustworthy, um, that is committed and still not hurt you. Yeah. And so maybe it was the framing of that request that, that either or framing of either we're in a monogamous relationship and you're not hurting me or you know, you don't want that and I am hurt. That sort of, you know, turned that person off. Um, I think sometimes there is a middle ground. And I wanna say, I just wanna say that I'm not invalidating the um, the very real fear of, of being hurt again. Yeah. And sometimes becoming overly cautious in an attempt to protect ourselves. And I, I can relate to that as somebody who's like a self-protective person. I'm like, okay, so this thing happened. Let me make sure this shit never happens. <laughs> but like, sometimes people are like, wait a minute, like you don't have to do all that just to ensure that you have some discernment. So maybe just inviting a conversation, like how can we have a middle ground where, you know, if you don't want, monogamy we have an open relationship or a polyamorous relationship with very clear terms very clear boundaries and that could end up being what makes you feel like wow this person really cares about me because we agreed 
to these stipulations and they're sticking to them. They're communicating transparently. Wow, I feel like really respected, so. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I had planned to give my feedback, but you said it all, so. <laughs> <laughs> As you were talking, I was like, check, <laughs> check, check. <laughs> cause, cause that's my thing, you know, of course, creating space for Dorian to feel the way that Dorian feels. But also, you know, giving the flip side, which is we're not always aware of the other person's trauma. Mm -hmm. And so with you giving that ultimatum, you know, saying that it's either this or that, not everyone communicates the same. And for that other yeah. person, their way may be to just shut down when they're giving it yeah. this or that, you know? Um, yeah. So I, I would just say to Dorian, you know, of course, we absolutely validate how it is that you feel. Uh, for me, I think I would say to just give grace to the other guy, even if it's a situation where you all may, may never speak again, for your mm -hmm. own peace of mind, to just mm -hmm. allow him the grace of understanding that we all operate differently when it comes to communication. And he may mm -hmm. just not be at a certain space in his life where he could communicate how he felt when it comes to that, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I've known people who have forced themselves into monogamous relationships so many times and failed at it and ended up cheating that everyone around them is like, yo, just drop the monogamy. <laughs> like, <Right. laughs> like, you clearly don't actually want that. So just like lean into a very ethical, open relationship or polyamorous relationship. And so maybe that's what, maybe that's his history. We never know. Unless we Absolutely. Absolutely. Baby, when I tell you that's an episode we need to do. But <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, our next misfit uh, is named Mark. Mark says, oh, okay, th there's a lot of profanity. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, <Bring> it. <laughs> so for my, for my listeners, for the misfits who listen and they know there's a certain word that I, I never say, it's gonna be said a couple of times in here because I, I wanna read this as genuinely as possible. So, okay. Mm -hmm. Um. <laughs> Why do I suddenly feel shy? I like fucking, and I don't understand why when I get into relationships, niggas have issues with how often I like to do it. I can go two to three times every day and niggas complain. I thought niggas, Jesus, um, like when you want to fuck them all the time. <laughs> how do I find somebody who enjoys sex as much as I do? At this point, if they say they don't like it, I don't even keep the conversation going. It's no point. Mm. So, yeah. Well, thanks for your transparency. <laughs> <laughs> First and foremost, <laughs> I really see where you're coming from. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm happy that you have a sense of self <laughs> and what you value in a relationship and sexually. I'm assuming you know what you value sexually too. I would encourage you to maybe explore spaces where there's a lot of sex positivity and people aren't, you know, inhibited by sex shaming, kink shaming, etc and shying away from conversations about what they want, how they want it, or how much they want it. Yeah. And maybe it's the spaces that you're expecting to find people in 
as opposed to everybody not wanting it um, the same way you do. And I only say that because the framing of that makes it seem like you're the person who's weird or like unusual when yeah. there are plenty of people who are exactly like you. They just may not be in the spaces you're looking. I was going to say, find your tribe. Like, you know, you don't have to be, I don't know, and I don't, I don't want to say you don't have to be, because that's, that's not my place. So I guess I would suggest when holding conversations with people initially, be very forthright from the beginning. You know, it's like, this is mm -hmm. what it is that I feel. This is what it is that I'm into. If you're mm -hmm. not into these things, no hard feelings, but it's probably going to be, you know, the end of the conversation for me. Mm -hmm. um, don't allow yourself to get too far into it, but also I would just suggest not to be rude towards the people. Cause again, you mm -hmm. know, everybody's different, but mm -hmm. I, you know, a part of me wishes that we would have, um, we would have read this question from you earlier on in January because MAL took place here in DC. And I think that that would mm -hmm. you may have really enjoyed, you know? Mm -hmm. So maybe those kind of spaces would be better for you with people who are a little mm -hmm. bit more open to being able to express themselves sexually in a way that it seems you are, you know? Mm -hmm. So definitely don't shame um, or don't feel ashamed. Revel in who it is that you are, but find your tribe. Because uh, mm -hmm. the last thing you want to do is to get to a point where you are, you know, feeling jaded and bitter because of you continuously run into people that don't necessarily feel the way you do and may yuck your yum, you know? Yeah. There's also different tests out there, like kink tests. Um, I forgot the name of it exactly, but if you look up like kink tests, it'll probably come up on Google and you can maybe give those to people at the beginning of the dating phase and see how you can discuss your different interests. And I mean, you can sort of look at the results and tell how kinky someone is or isn't. And yeah. that might be a good gauge of like, okay, things could be possible with this person or not. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So once again, as I said, when I first started off, if any of you would like to be able to send questions to Araya and myself, that is THS at revolutionmultimedia.com. And you can find that in the description for this episode. And a question for you, Araya, as we start off. Sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As we start off the new year, what does self-care and healing look like for you in 2023? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think for me, so far, it has looked like not being overstimulated. Mm -hmm. And I think mm -hmm. that's very um, easy to fall into just because there's so many opportunities to always be consuming something, whether it be social media or email or texting it's like you're in constant communication mode. But I think sometimes just setting a boundary, maybe with other people, maybe with yourself, um, is really helpful because it tunes out all of the distractions. So something I've been doing along these lines are um, listening to the brown noise and white noise. And you can find YouTube videos of brown, like eight hour spans of brown noise and white noise on YouTube. And it's just a very quiet sound that sort of puts your brain in a more calm state. 
It's amazing. I played it in class with some of my students and they were like, wow, I literally just zoned out for a whole entire minute. <laughs> Where am I? And I'm like, that's exactly why I listened to it. <laughs> so that's what that's what self-care is like for me these days, just tuning out distractions and getting recentered with myself and my quietude. Nice. Nice. So we're, you know, for, for those of you who are only listening to this uh, through audio and not video, I'm looking at Araya right now. And as he's saying it, he just looked relaxed. <laughs> at the end of his statement, he just looked so relaxed. I was like, indeed, indeed, absolutely. I feel like you're you're traveling there right now as you're describing <laughs> I'm about to go listen right now, right after this. Trust all right, Misfits, we will be back with good news. And now it is time for good news. And the good news is, you get to be different and to revel in it. So often in this world, people are bullied, ostracized, and made to feel othered because they don't walk in lockstep with the thoughts and actions of the majority. But you don't have to. You get to cultivate your own opinions. You get to disagree with people you know and love, and if they choose to treat you differently, that says more about them than it is about you. Know this. If your beliefs or actions aren't coming from a malicious place and causing harm to others, keep operating in your truth. Oftentimes, people will bring storm clouds and rain to your sunny day, not understanding that that exact rain that follows them is trying to help them to grow. That storm? It's not for you. Put up your umbrella of assuredness and walk away. The things that make you, you, will pull genuine energy and toxic energy towards you. Deciphering who's who won't always be easy. But one thing is for sure, and that is the way to tell who these people are, is by them trying to change you. Your evolution should always be organic. Never forced. Never forget that. Thank you once again to Coach Christopher, Josh, Mike, and Araya. It feels so good to be back, and I look forward to continuing to heal with all of you with more episodes to come. So until next time, I love you all. Namaste. Namaste.